What's up? And welcome to episode 23 of With Their Forces Combined, a D&D podcast about three elephant people exploring the world of Titipas. You're listening to With Their Forces Combined. Combined. With Alex Karakatsanis as your DM. And Andrew Karakatsanis playing Bubba Porkchop. Corey Gray playing Dumplum Tuscanza. And Tom Rideout as Quapington Smith. God damn it. As I was saying, last week, the Alafellas rescued their grandmother from the sewers. It was heroic. They also rescued Arona and Althea. They left the sewers, reconvened at Geraldine's spot, and then headed towards the market. Dumplump bought some armor, and then they were spotted by a mysterious dog. Woof woof. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, don't make jokes during the recap. If anything, this um, is going to become like a joke for the like whole episode now, though. We're going to like keep reusing it. <laughs> Woof, motherfucker. Woof. <laughs> oh, man. I should have been a druid so I could turn it to a dog. <laughs> okay, so you guys are in the market. Bubba was looking for a bookshop, and as he looked around, he spotted a dog that was staring weirdly at him and then walked behind a tent. You guys are standing in between Jeff's armory and lingerie and fishy treats. What are we doing? Well, last week I said I was going to go buy light hammers, but in hindsight, like Jim Withers Forge is obviously stocked with, with light hammers. So that was, that was foolish of Plumpington. You idiot. Jim Withers Forge is stocked. You're right. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Everyone, hold on. Do you see that dog? Or is it yes. just me? Oh, my goodness. I just pointed out the dog to you. It's like you're... Are you okay? Do we need... Can I do a medicine check on Plompton? I'm sorry. Some of us were busy <laughs> thinking about hammers. It's an important <laughs> part of the Smith repertoire and equipment list. Yes, which is why there are lots in our forge. Well, it never hurts to double check when it's, you know, not that Jim Withers was a bad person, obviously, but his organizational skills. I think that we need to check on this dog, Flopington. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> let's let's go. Well, but then again, what if it's just a regular dog? Perhaps it will come to us. Let's let's just look at it meaningfully and, and see if it gets the it, message. It ducked away the corner, right? As soon as it locked eyes with me, basically. Yeah, it did. It did lock eyes with you for a half second, and then it ran behind one of the tents. Oh, rude! Which I'm... you see to be Bo's RS. Did you try calling it over? Do we have any treats? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start walking over that way <laughs> and hope that my cousins follow me. Do dogs eat peanuts? I asked Plump <laughs> seriously. Uh, I just start like making kissy noises at that area. <laughs> Here, Fido. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna, um, fo- I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow Bubba. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I'll follow Dumplum. <laughs> I love that you're making it clear that you're not following Bubba. Okay. Uh, yeah, Bubba, you go down the row. Uh, you passed West End Co. 
on your left hand side and you remember it's uh like that clearly some minstrel is on some illicit drugs in there because they're bumping some loud obnoxious music and it just smells like a waft of horseshit cologne and you do pass zoltan's tent as well and then on your right is heavy metal weapons and on your left is boza russ you walk past the bows shop and you turn left to find this dog in the short alley. Well, that wasn't very smart of you to go into an alley. Uh, he flips you off. Whoa, how did how did he do that? <laughs> Maybe it's smarter than you thought. Hmm. Why are you watching us? And without warning, the dog transforms into Erona, the person you met um, moments ago, I guess. <laughs> I also feel like the giving the bub of the finger was like some warning, though, to be fair. <laughs> that was my first clue that it wasn't a regular dog. <laughs> Anybody would do that, though. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> we didn't even say, hey, boy, give Bubba the finger and throw him a treat. He just he did it unprovoked. What dog does that? Woof, woof. I mean, if you're, if, you're still, if you're still training your dog to do things like sit and roll over, like get it, get it together and teach it how to give people the finger. Mm-hmm. I've always said that. Can you imagine, though, if you actually trained a dog to just, like, hold its paw backwards and then just slowly <laughs> tilt its head to the side? That would be epic if someone could do that. <laughs> YouTube, get on it. Yeah, somebody somebody has. This Gotta episode be. sponsored by PetSmart. <laughs> uh, we wish... Elephants can eat pet food, right? We can retcon all the all the peanut shit. <laughs> and then we're gonna get a lifetime supply of pet food for dogs. And that's just gonna be every episode. Sold at PetSmart. Special offer now available. That's very honestly funny. If we got that sponsorship, I'd I'd have a dog tomorrow. <laughs> and if we got that sponsorship, people listening now won't know what we're talking about. Because we, we wouldn't have been talking about peanuts this whole time. It's true. It'll See? all be covered up. This yeah. whole thing is just going to be beep, beep. And then just like a couple fucks that made it through the censor. So it's yeah, that's, just swearing. That's actually what they call us. A couple fucks that made it out of the censor. Uh, I also love this idea of beeping out the word peanut, but leaving in all the fucks. <laughs> okay, um, okay. 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 So Bubba, you come, you come down this alleyway and, um, uh, the dog transforms into Erona. Why are you following us? And I take like a threatening stance with my as, as threatening as Bubba can be, but I take a threatening stance. Yeah, no, uh, you notice Erona just sort of sit back, like very, very relaxed. Not like actually sit, but you know what I mean? Like sort of rest backwards in a very relaxed pose and, and she just says, uh, oh, well, you young elephants, uh, I must keep watch on you. What? what? What do you mean? Is it to make sure that Althea doesn't send more assassins to kill us? Plopic, did you meet Orin, not Althea? Arona sort of says, uh, well, yes, partially. Uh, have you guys explored the forge at all? Of course. Why do you ask? Well, then you obviously would know that Orin has more reasons 
to kill you than simply to get you out of his way. Why, yes, because he's a dickhead. <laughs> we know he's a dickhead. Well, a cultist as well, obviously, though, yes. Look, I'm going to level with you. Uh, your uncle, Jim, was a, a very dear friend of mine. You knew Jim Withers. Makes sense. He was a very sociable fellow. Everyone liked him. And I shed a single tear. And uh, you notice Arona is, uh, also has a single tear rolling down her cheek. I want to insight if it's a genuine tear, just as Jim Withers always taught me. Yeah, I was just Absolutely. about to try that also. Jim Withers always said, sometimes tears are just lubrication for lies. So that one we took. <laughs> At least Plompington took that one to heart. You know, just got to double check. <laughs> Oh, that's a 22. I said in the last one that Plumbington is at least 15% Jim Withers, and, like, it's so true. In, in fact, the percentage might be wildly underestimated. Yeah, I, I think that's way too low. Well, it was his primary, it was his primary, like, figure growing up. Yeah, like, he learned everything he knew about smithing and politics from Jim Withers. Uh, yeah, but your insight role uh, reveals to you that Irona seems perfectly genuine. <laughs> Um, okay. What, maybe we don't know exactly what you're talking about. It seems like you're inferring that there's a, a another reason that Jim was killed besides being uh, the freaking coolest person in the whole world. Well, yes. Uh, in fact, Oren and Jim have quite the history. I would encourage you to do some exploration at the forge, but just know that if you see small creatures or animals around you, you know, there's a there's a large chance that they're probably just regular animals, but there's a small chance that it might be me keeping an eye on you. Don't worry, we're always very careful not to step on rodents, so... I, I turn to the and other guys and, and say... Uh, Jesus is pretty small. Do you think? Oh, good point. Although he is wider than the average, the average person, than the average Wait. small animal. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Arona, are oh. you undercover as Jesus? Jesus? No, Jesus is a friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I don't say anything, but Plompton. <laughs> no, I mean, I still trust her because she likes Jim Withers. And even if, you know, her and Jim were both manipulating us, it would probably be for our own good. So Plompton just, like, blocks that thought out and ignores it and, and continues. I'd, I'd lessen my, my aggressive stance. I, I just wanted you to know, you know, at, at times it might not seem like there are too many allies of yours in the city. But... I'll be around. And with that, she turns into a bird and flies away. I shudder a bit only because Jim Withers told us to never trust birds. But then I remember that she's just <laughs> taking the form of a bird. And, you know, if birds are going to lie, why shouldn't she lie about being a bird? It only seems natural. That's just fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like if our enemies are watching, they're never going to go after a bird because a bird's their ally. Yeah, no, it's actually the perfect disguise. If anything, that's smart. I, I respect that. 
Arone okay. is my favorite member of the council, guys. <laughs> I, I'm, I think we're going to have to go look for some bird costumes. <laughs> There's three elephant people Just all dressed up as Big Bird, but with fucking tusks and ears coming out still. That's exactly what I pictured. A hundred percent. All right, I guess we should finish our errands and go back to the forge, right? And just to keep it fresh in your mind there, Dumplump, you did tell Hef that you would come back with 500 more gold pieces to pay okay, for sweet. the armor that you're currently wearing. I'm just putting it out there. You don't have to. I'm just saying. And he laughed in the face of your protection. <laughs> Dumplump's still considering considering both options. Oh, yeah, that was fucking rude. It was, it was a little rude. We've got to destroy a shop and steal the cool armor with the pointed spikes and stuff. <laughs> well, to be fair, we don't know he's not in the cult, so like maybe it'll turn out to be relevant. And I'm pretty sure he's in the cult, <laughs> Bubba says as we're walking away. This may not even be a side concern. This may be a this may be a primary objective, perhaps. And my eyes narrow slightly. I also loved Tom's departure from the world entirely when he went. It's a, it would be a shame if, you know, your uh, shop burned down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm running low on peanuts. You guys want to head back home? Yes, I believe we should go rest. It's been a long day, in fact. Mm-hmm. It has been a very long day. Yeah, like, it's actually, <laughs> yeah, we would be tired as hell. We've been, we've done a lot in the past, I don't know how many hours, but... I mean, you guys wild. haven't you guys haven't rested since you went into the sewer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like out of spells, out of healing, out of divine yeah, sense. Like I didn't even exhaust short rest. Uh, so you guys head back to the forge, and you open the door to discover a spotlessly clean forge, and you notice that Jesus is working on a boat. And uh, he hails you. Gentlemen, it is good that you have returned. Oh, this is this is some good work, Jesus. Who who cleaned us out? <laughs> As you walk in, you notice that he has indeed built his own bunk just uh, to the right of your uh, to the left, I should say of uh, nobody cares to your guys' bunks. I have, I, I have a picture in my mind, but I don't know why I bothered correcting myself. I um, actually, I pictured to the right of our bunks was a wall, so I'm glad you yes, made it to the that, left. Yes, that is, uh, oh, good. Maybe, okay. maybe we established this, because I'm picturing the same thing. Apparently, I've done a better job than I thought of. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, to the left of, uh, to the left of your bunks is uh, Jesus has set up a bunk on top of another bunk. And as you nice. look over at it, you notice that the top bunk seems to be, um, it seems to have some small uh, mushrooms and little uh, uh, items and that sort of stuff. Hey, Jesus, did any goblins show up perchance? And as you say that, a head pops up from the other side of the boat and you hear, Oh, gentlemen, it is nice to see you again. As you see the smiling <laughs> bald head of Bach appear. <laughs> Clarence? <laughs> no, I'm here on your back, Dumplump. Oh, glad you're here, Bach. 
but I say that to Bach, not to not to Clarence. Yeah. Um, to clarify, I I was to not Clarence. Making, I was not I was not keeping yes. that joke going. I was I was getting back on track. Um, it was a long journey, but I made it all the way down. Well, good, good, and and you got the contract to your king for his consideration. I did, I did. I don't know how he feels about it. He didn't seem too too pleased. But See, this here is why the world needs more Groofs in it. Groof is a good, nice, strong man. Understands the importance of infrastructure. I'm saying this to Dumplump and Bubba, by the way. I just immediately <laughs> turned to them. Well, I don't know who this Groof is. Well, it's it's nice nice to see you back. It's nice to see you guys as well. I'm really enjoying it here. There's so little threat of death. Uh, I wouldn't uh, bite my tongue on that one. <laughs> Shh, Bubba, no need to tell him about the cult. I would bite my tongue on that one. Oh, you guys talking about the cult biting tongues? Shh, nobody should know about the cult, says Plompington. Yes, I've heard that like six times today. <laughs> See, we're, we're we're locals now. We're we're fitting in with the local population. <laughs> I've started to learn the culture where we, the cult? we don't talk about the culture. <laughs> um, so, uh, just curious, guys. Um, have you guys uh, gone exploring around the forge at all? Oh no, we will. We would. We wouldn't dare. Uh, well, we're just here working. Good instincts, Jesus. Good instincts. By the way, I I have a couple uh, things for you guys. I um um well, I you you said that I could have four percent of profits, so I went ahead and and just got all the profits I could, you know, so I could have more of them. And uh, yeah, and he points to. Uh, the corner where there's just a huge pile of gold. Oh. Uh, I turn to the other guys. Well, thank you very much. Yes, that's that's good work, Jesus. Sorry. I should be clear because you guys went to a dragon's lair. It's like a large pile of gold. It's not huge, <laughs> you know? So, But it's a, it's in the large size category of d It's not the large size category <laughs> of d <D&D. laughs> oh, okay. It is an objectively large okay. pile of gold. Just to be clear, but yeah, Plombiton <laughs> yeah. definitely uh, explains to him how we'll have to deduct the all expenses and costs before we can give him his four percent, and hopefully he understands the the procedure. Oh, Plombiton, fair's fair, buddy. Fair is fair, no problem at all. I'm uh, honestly, I'm having the time of my life. I, I, you know what? I've been uh, teaching myself how to use the forge. Oh, excellent. Oh, Jesus, have you made anything cool? Well, you know, I started off and I, I made some, um, some, well, I tried to make a sword, you see, and then it turned out more like uh, just sort of a long metal stick, and then uh, I tried my hand at a couple other things, but I did indeed end up making, I know, Dumplump, you uh, favor the lance, so I'm not a 100% sure if this would be useful for you, but... I did make you uh, a lance, and in fact, you sort of don't realize why you didn't notice it before. Like, on the post that you normally lean Clarence up against to watch the door, and by normally, I mean I think it happened once or One maybe time, twice. One time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
there is uh, knocked into the side of it a little uh, like a display rack kind of thing where this really nice lance is just sitting across it. As Sweet. as he's telling us all this, by the way, Ploppyton's just like smiling and nodding while like holding our business ledger, just adding like training costs, <laughs> one high quality lance, and just like deducting this all from like the profits, <laughs> like quietly to himself. Like he's also he's listening to the guy, he's appreciating it, but he's like multitasking with the gotta deduct all these expenses. <laughs> training isn't free. Uh, sweet, I'll I'll go and like trade the lance that I'm carrying on the on the stand for this one that's hanging there. Now, uh, Dumpla, I will I will tell you that lance is is much better if you uh, are mounted. So I don't know if that was in your plans, but if you had something to ride on, it would be it would be much more effective. I imbued some of my magic into it. I think I can figure something out. You have magic? Well, of course I have magic. Uh, Not to sound like a dick, but I am Jesus, after all. (laughs) But what? I thought you were just a carpenter. Oh, yes. If anyone asks, I'm just a carpenter. And he throws a huge wink in your direction. Whoa. That was a huge wink. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> but Bubba doesn't know how to feel about himself. <laughs> I'm gonna awkwardly walk uh, to the to the desk, <laughs> just like kind of like stare uh, blankly ahead after that exchange, and then walk to the desk, hiding hiding the lower half of his body. A ge- yeah, yeah, that too. A gesture <laughs> for my my cousins to come come with me. Very quickly, I know you uh, you gentle fence are busy, but. Uh, Master Plumpington, I have also used my rudimentary skills to construct you some small throwing hammers. I thought maybe, uh, since you favor the small hammer you carry, that it might be useful. Oh, well, yes, very good. Very good indeed. But obviously, simultaneously, like, adding, like, hammers (laughs) to the thing. How many did you say there were again? Um, just... Exact count, if you don't mind. <laughs> I'm gonna get in so much shit because we didn't buy more hammers now. <laughs> uh, well, I made six of them, so you can factor oh, that in excellent. in any way you see fit. Also, as you say this and and you like sort of think about all the profits and all the money and the contract, you look over to the like almost suspiciously piled sort of in a corner of the room pile of gold that and you sort of think to yourself like this should be somewhere that isn't just like on the floor oh yeah we're absolutely deducting that from jesus's pay that infraction <laughs> that was that was a rookie move jesus you always put the gold in the safe i mean there's what did we establish there's hundreds of locks and keys there's there's somewhere for this to go we definitely have a safe yeah yeah, I think we did. Didn't didn't that even get established? The Jim Withers had a safe, or am I? Missing yeah, yeah, no. And we put I our so. first. Yeah, because that sounds very familiar. Yeah, it was a safe or like a lockbox or something at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, Jesus sort of says, "Well, you know, I I didn't have the the key. I, I couldn't find a key anywhere that yeah, was labeled it's not, safe. So. It's not like you're a, a carpenter that could like build a, a chest and use one of these many locks lying around." 
It's okay, Jesus. Nobody's perfect. Don't worry. <laughs> As I said, I'm uh, fairly new to to the forging abilities, so I, I didn't think I could master a key. I somehow made a lance, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's locks and keys around. You just needed to make the you know like the chest part, the carpentry. Yes, but I I couldn't I couldn't find one that said safe. There were there were a lot of them say dangerous. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go over to the pile and grab 500 from it. Does that like, like how much of a dent does that make in the pile? Um, it, it makes a dent, like a relatively significant dent, but not like you would estimate that it's like less than less than a third of it. Well, I mean, we do have to, obviously we have to pay ourselves before we can declare what the profits are. So, Take your pay. <laughs> it's a it's a business expense. I guess we should all take five hundred then, if that's what we've established our, our pay is. Well, but then again, he said that was less than a quarter of it, so maybe we're selling ourselves short here. Maybe it should be like seven hundred gold each before deductions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spend time to count this gold. How much gold is there? Yeah, good call, good call. Bubba pulls his pince nez up his trunk and starts <laughs> counting. And uh you find that there are 2,500 gold pieces there. Oh, that's awful. We technically operated at a loss this week. Well, that's... I don't know. <laughs> I guess we won't charge Jesus for negative profits. That would be poor form. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I take 750 and divide it amongst my cousins. Uh, I already took... Is that is the 2,500 before I took the, the 500 out of it? So. Yes, yeah. I assumed, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I give Dumplup another two, 250 gold, and I give you 750 plot. Oh, cool. I got you. So, yeah, we'll take 750 each. So there's two, 250 left over. I'm going to give 10 gold to Jesus um, and say that our profits were 200 after deductions. No, no, no. We'll give him the 10 gold. We'll give him the 10 gold, but we'll explain that there were no profits, but that we're giving him 10 gold because he's he's such a great guy. We're going we're gonna to give him a, a bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh, well, thank you so much, Master Ploppington. I uh, I appreciate it quite a bit. And honestly, the honor to work in this legendary forge is enough for me. Oh, agreed. It's a miracle we don't charge you, Jesus. And I, I clap him on the back and give him a, a smile. But you know what? You're you're doing good work. We'll, we'll definitely keep you around, son. And I trunk pat him on the shoulder. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to try and sneak him another 50 gold while the other two aren't looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to need a stealth roll with competing perception rolls, gentlemen. Can I smell the gold? <laughs> no. No, you cannot <laughs> smell the gold. What? This horse shit. <laughs> I, I smell an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. I, I think I actually like wouldn't even contest because I think like right after like Plumpton <laughs> would deliberately like leave Jesus's presence after. There it <laughs> after is. that, fourteen plus. All right, you already beat me. I got a, I got a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I um I don't say anything, but I clock it. Because yeah, Plumpton's definitely like putting the ledger in the safe. Like he wouldn't be watching to see. He because he would never expect anyone to sneak Jesus money. Like it wouldn't even occur to him. So like why would he? Why would he be? If Jesus has money later, he might have questions, but 
but that's, that's, that's you stole story. you yeah. stole from us you before just, you gave us yeah, the prophets Palmerton is not above accusing Jesus of stealing is what I'm getting at mm-hmm. <laughs> the next time you go to Tales of Ales you just see Jesus like balling out you're like hang on <laughs> yeah I, I want to go into Jim's office with my cousins and then say assuming you guys follow me um, I think Plompton's already in there for the put in the yeah, safe for, way for sure for sure um, and I'm gonna say okay I think we gotta look around for um, whatever whatever Arona was talking about and then uh, then we should go to the to Zoltan and, and trade these for a mount if that's uh, if that's gonna make your lance better oh I don't know Bubba I'm pretty sleepy maybe we should just turn in and, and do all this in the morning um, oh yeah, I guess what time is it? I thought it was like mid-afternoon. Even if it isn't quite like bedtime though, you know what I mean? Like I feel like mm-hmm. I'm pretty exhausted personally. I guess we so, were up all night. Yeah, so... Weren't we? Okay, like unless so, I'm misremembering, right? Yeah. Yes, you were up all night and it is midday. Uh, d- couple clarification things. So you guys have never actually been to Jim's office. There's like the desk on the ground um, that you guys went to at the very beginning. You, when you're starting to look around for it, you notice that there is an upper layer, like where the higher bunks are. Okay. When you go upstairs, there is sort of an office that overlooks the forge. But you also, I guess, remember the fact that you have, haven't slept in a very long time. But if we go to bed now, we'll screw up our whole sleeping schedule, and I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, Plummet is just like stretching his his arms and ears as well. Okay, okay. Johnny. Let's let's go to bed. You're right. <laughs> Honestly, Dumplum's prepared to sleep for like 14 plus hours, so it's morning. That's now. what I'm saying. Yeah, like even if we we go all the way through, I'm I'm accepting that. We had a rough night. So you guys all successfully long rest, and in fact, you rest so well that you wake up. The next morning at around 8 a.m. Oh, that was a good sleep. Yes, I feel great. Hey, we're uh, not sponsored by Frosted Flakes. <laughs> Yet. Yes, fuck Frosted Flakes. For <laughs> well, no well, reason. Well, Flavington. <laughs> All my homies eat sugary flaked corn cereal. <laughs> You had no frills. You know what's also funny that I'm thinking about it? Like not only is <laughs> not only is Tony like a tiger, but like Toucan Sam is definitely a bird with like a lot of red on him. And I'm thinking like what other cereal mascots? Like I feel like every cereal mascot would be an enemy of Jim Withers, pretty much. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, there's that one that's a door. Maybe he likes the honey nut Cheerios bee and that's it. <laughs> yeah, bees are hard workers. They'd run a good forage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As you guys wake up and come out of your bunks, you smell some forge pancakes. Grandma? You look around to see what's up. Bach calls over to you from the forge and says, I've been learning the recipe for forge pancakes. Oh, look at you go, Bach. I hope you guys like them. Yes, someone someone left it here by the forge. I run out and then uh, just get this huge look of disappointment on my face when it's not grandma. <laughs> Bach doesn't notice. Okay. 
Plumbin is just, like distractedly happy that like he made breakfast for us unprompted. That like, he like doesn't even notice Bubba's sadness. He's like, "Oh, great work, Buck." <laughs> Does he mark down the cost of flour and milk and sugar from his <laughs> in his ledger? Like, yeah, but he also gives Bach a single silver piece <gasps> as a tip. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Plumbington. I appreciate that a whole lot. Oh, you you earned it, Bach. You really earned it. Honestly, a silver piece probably covers the groceries. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, all the four no, it was, It's the most generous Plumbington's been, like, all campaign probably. Ever? Yeah. <laughs> I think I like I think Bubba's been like dreaming about whatever secrets are in the forge and like kind of wants to get to it. Oh, I should roll my portent rolls also. Um they're important. And I hated that. I got a fifteen hmm. and an eleven. I think I would just be like eating quickly and then uh, like ushering my cousins to like I wanna go, I wanna go. Yeah, fair play. I will say, as you guys eat them, like, it's not horrible, but they're clearly not your grandma's forge. These aren't your grandma's forge pancakes. <laughs> He's learning. He's learning. I, I'm just saying, you know, you can react to it however however you want. These are good. Thanks, <laughs> Roll <Buck>. deception. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. These are fucking shit, Buck. <laughs> He says with a... Just even the prospect of rolling a deception roll <laughs> just called you out on your shit. Not terrible, Bob. I rolled, I rolled a four. That's why I, that's why I just said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> even Bach's shitty insight is going to beat that for sure. Honestly, they're probably better than whatever Dumplump could make on like his campfire in the woods. So like Dumplump gives him a thumbs up. A genuine thumbs up from Dumplump. Stupid Cory feeling bad for the NPCs. So like... <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to. And I feel like we've had worse food. Like, if you compare to that goblin mushroom feast, like, it's probably still better than that, right? I don't know. Dumplump enjoyed those mushrooms. <laughs> he enjoyed them too much. <laughs> okay, so, Bubba, you scarf down your food and head up to the office. Only with only if my cousins are coming, too. I'm not going... So, yeah, I know after breakfast. But I'll be heavily heavily pulling them kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, Plumpington okay. would agree when Bubba yeah, follow. prize us, yeah. Okay, so you guys head upstairs and into Jim's office. Oh, God. It should be locked, but I don't want to go through this whole thing of, like, finding the key. Uh, oh, look, the uh, Jim Withers office key in this pile of keys. But then again, like, would it be locked? Like, the guy didn't even have a lock on his outside door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then Andrew said the office key, and I was like, it's got to be the decoy office key, right? <laughs> okay, I kicked down the door. <laughs> okay. That's how Jim normally opened it, though. So that was actually, that was secretly, the there was like was a trap switch. switch. Yeah. There was a switch, right, where you'd normally kick, and the second you hit the pressure plate, like, it just clicked open, and... Yeah, if you had if you had tried to open it gently, oh, you don't even know what would happen. <laughs> you tried to use a key, the whole thing would explode. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I don't even know what would have happened. Um, yeah, okay. So you kick the door in, and in front of you sits a dusty desk, and behind it sits a full, huge, sorry, a large bookshelf. <laughs> A size category large bookshelf? Yes, that is correct. That is correct this time, yes. Cool, cool. <laughs> that seems like a normal bookshelf. I buy it. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and look through, look through the books, see if there's any title that catches my eye. I'm, I'm specifically, I guess, looking for anything that has to do with demons. Okay. Um, roll me investigation. Or fish, I guess, would be the other one. <laughs> that is a nat one. I'm going to... I'm going to use one of my Porton rolls on this, I think. <laughs> okay, which one? Uh, I'm going to use my 15, so I'll make it a uh, an 18. Nice. Okay, so uh, you look around, you see some titles pop out at you, uh, Conspiracy Theories and You, Elephants and Fish, The True Enemies, uh, and a couple other ones. I might throw some more in and post. Is there a uh, Jim Withers self-written book? I I thought those were them. (laughs) (laughs) Conspiracies, not just a theory. And there is a very beat-up book by Sacrotes. But as you comb through the bookshelves, you find an entire shelf dedicated to demons. Um, yeah, I'll pull out the first one. Okay, cool. Uh, it's called A History of Demons and Tsitsipas. Cool. I guess, yeah, actually, I think I'll I'd grab all of these books on demons to bring downstairs. Well, we're, we all came with you, so, like, we could also just, like, like I assume his office has, like, seating, right? Yeah. Like a couch and his desk or something like that. Yeah, yeah there, there's actually, uh, there's one chair behind his desk and two chairs on the other side of his desk. Yeah, so it's all just... Let's all just take a seat. You can read it here. We don't want Jesus hearing about what we're up to, I say softly. What if he's with the cult? I don't think he is, but you can never be too careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I'm just <laughs> nodding along, not paying attention, reading the book that I've pulled. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Bubba, we'll use your same investigation roll. Okay. I need you two guys to also roll me investigation, please. Cool. Seven. Eighteen. Okay, so Plumpington, you start reading the demon book and your mind starts to wander a little bit and you're sort of like, you know, you don't really find anything interesting. Uh, and as you sort of look up because you're sitting in one of the chairs facing the, the bookshelves, you realize that there's also another shelf that seems to be just Jim Withers's journals. Okay, so we'll come back to that. Bubba, in... A History of Demons, it says that of the demons that showed up on Tsitsipas, there is none more brutal and more reckless than Rakshana. Rakshana was described as a great winged demon with a flame whip in one hand and an ice sword in the other. Um, And Bubba, as you're reading this, roll me a history check, please. Uh, Twelve. You have a vague memory of a similar demon that you've seen before in the cavern under and all the pictures in the in the one that we were just in, right? That's correct. I think I would say aloud. Ooh, I've seen fire and I've seen ice. <laughs> I think we're looking for uh, anything to do with this rock shada. Yeah, and as Dumblum looks through his book, he uh, stumbles upon an entry about Rakshana specifically. And it says that Rakshana will not come to a plane unless summoned by a very powerful wizard with a 
purposeful intent. Uh, let's go back over to Plumbington for a sec. Plumbington, what are you doing? Uh, I think I think I'm kind of just like waiting to be honest. Like I feel like Bubba's, if assuming Bubba's still reading, I'm kind of just like Plumbington's probably like daydreaming about Jim Withers and the cult at this point. Okay, cool. And how we need to avenge him. Uh, yeah, Bubba. So you, as you read the, more and more about this Rakshana, you get more and more terrified of this demon that you guys saw and subsequently ran away from because it was the stuff of nightmares. Okay, so I, I guess I would just be combing through the books for maybe like a spell, I guess. Something that I could possibly copy down. Um, but yeah, if I don't find anything like that or like any like weaknesses or, or just like information about it, um, then I will put it down. Like that's all I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, you do read of one spell called Banishment. That is the the way that the last priest, when they faced Rakshana, was able to banish her from these planes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, can wizards cast Banishment? But not until, uh, I think, 7th level, I want to say. Banishment is 3rd level spell, right? I think it's 4th, I thought. Fourth. I think it's 4th, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a 4th level spell. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to copy it down... Any, can I do that? Can I copy down a spell I can't cast? Sorry, hold on. It it doesn't say like details about the spell. It just uses oh, the I spell's understand. name. Got it. It's not like, yeah. Got it. Oh, true, true. Mm. I guess from my reading, I I turned to Bubba because I think he might have had a better look at like when when we were in the the fish cave early on. I think he might have had a better look at the guy that was with the demon, and I'd say uh, it says here a uh, Rakshana needs to be summoned by a powerful wizard. Do you think that was Orin there? Do you think he's powerful enough to summon Rakshana? I, uh, I would assume so. I I don't know if it was Orin, but it's somebody from the Arcade Order for sure. And it was the person that we saw. I just, I don't know. Through all of this, we haven't managed to get a picture of Orin. The wizard you guys saw, you you know you'd recognize him again if you saw him. But you don't know exactly who he is. Or Got anything it. That about makes him. sense. Yeah. Cool. Mm. And uh, Bubba, as you put the book down and you notice that one of Jim Withers' journals is open on his desk. Okay. And it's not like he wasn't actively writing in it. it it's clear that he was like looking back at an old journal entry. Okay. Uh, because it's just sort of in the middle of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll read the passage. It says... Orin and I got blasted at Tales of Ales today. Athro was serving bold ales, and we had a grand old time. Just recounting the good old days when we used to roam the lands of Titipas and slay monsters and, you know, do do things that I probably shouldn't write down in this book. But, uh, man, do I love that guy. And that is where we're going to end our session. What? What? What the fuck? We're going to have to compare that handwriting. Maybe this is just like (laughs) Orin snuck in and was all like writing shit. Wait, so you were friends with Orin? I thought you said you hated politicians. I never said I was friends with Orin. I said that Jim Withers was friends with Orin. Right, yeah, whatever, sure. So he was friends with Jim, though. Well, hold on now, Bob. I was also friends with Orin. My God. I'm just not Jim. So, 
I'd appreciate you stop trying to gaslight me. Oh no, shocking. I don't think so, dude, because like gaslights burn. They don't use electricity. It's like the whole point if you want to get off the grid of triangular circles. Combustion and electricity are both just precursors to fascism like I've been telling you this whole time. The only ethical form of lighting is bioluminescence. Wait a minute. But like, what about us creatures that don't have light privilege? Ah, uh, don't worry about that, young friend. Are you familiar with the theory of scatter-down bioluminescence? Essentially- Don't listen to this dangling light-headed fuck. It's a trick. Big Beast just doesn't want you to have light. Because light only allows truth to prosper. Now that's very visionist of you. Not everyone has the privilege of vision. Vision ain't a privilege. It's a burden and a responsibility. Uh-oh. Do we trust this Mr. Storyteller guy? Or does the fish dude have all the answers? I'm conflicted. I don't see why we have to trust either one of these lie-spewing haters. Stop being so contrarian, Bob. Stop trying to police Bob's mind, Polkadot, you fucking traitor. Now, where was I? You were about to justify why you were friends with the member of the council and complaining also about the politician corruption. I don't recall that, Bob. Pretty sure I was talking about something else. With Their Forces Combined is mixed and mastered by Crying Elephant Productions. Music by Corey Gray.